0: The official
1: The SBI Show has finally moved to three days a week. I'm Garrett Cleverly. As always with me is Ivis Galar Seb. What's kicking, man?
0: How's it going, man?
1: It's going well, man. Just uh, like I said, enjoying my time at Big D out here. It's uh, some nice weather. It's 95, so it's almost pants and uh, hoodie weather for me out here, so it's, it's kind of nice.
0: <laughs> pants and hoodie. It's a dry, is it a dry heat? Or is it, oh my uh, I'm God, assuming it's, it's a dry heat.
1: It's so humid, man dry heat no 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 arizona is a dry heat dallas is humid that's the one thing that's kind of getting me out here like I, I sweat within like three seconds of being out here
0: well that's just probably because of all the girls over there
1: that's that is true there is a lot of talent in dallas we could talk about that for 30 minutes for the show if you want today i think that's a different show okay we, we might say that <laughs> we might say that for a future show uh, but like uh, like i said the sbi show is now on three days a week Ivys and i are really excited to finally do three shows a week also uh, the show won't be as long. I, I know we've seen in the comments before that people say the show is a little too long, so we'll try to shorten the show uh, for you guys by doing it three days a week. Um, little some, some some stuff to talk about today. Uh, I was not, you, well, first off, we're going to get into some European soccer. I know you're excited to finally talk some European soccer on the show.
0: I don't know about finally, but you know we, we've got some time extra time now, so <laughs> we'll be able to touch on some stuff that I'm sure people want to talk about. Yes,
1: yeah, so we'll talk European soccer. We'll talk about the Americans' broad, U.S. Open Cup, uh, and the U... 20s, and uh, the U.S. in a uh, winner-take-all game against Ghana coming up here. Uh, before we get into all that, the Gold Cup roster is coming out tomorrow. Lots of discussion and talk as to who will be on this roster. Um, you know, there was that preliminary roster, 30-man, but now certain names are coming out, like Landon Donovan is supposedly going to be on the roster. Also, Jack that's, Ma- that's a shock, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Jack McInerney. Uh, but Ivis, what are you hearing? What's the latest on the roster right now?
0: Well, it's going to come out tomorrow, uh, on Thursday, uh, teams have to submit that by Thursday night, but as far as I know, U.S. soccer will have some sort of formal announcement either in the morning, seems more likely in the morning, but it could also be in the afternoon, depends on what happens with, uh, you know, U.S. soccer trying to plan around that big U.S. under 20 game, the under 20 World Cup game that's going to, uh, kick off at 1 p.m. on Thursday, so... We should know by tomorrow, by Thursday afternoon, who the uh, 23 players are on the Gold Cup team.
1: Uh, any surprises? Well, who do you, you think is going to be on the roster?
0: Well, the thing is, you're not going to get any out, outright surprises because you have to have been on the preliminary roster to be on the final 23-man roster, which is a little silly, but that's just, you know, that's the way CONCACAF does it. And uh, actually, FIFA did it for the Under-20 World Cup as well, so I guess it's not completely unheard of, but... Uh, so everyone's seen the names. Uh, I think when that roster came out, it was the kind of initial shock of, you know, players not on it. Someone like Juan Agudelo or players on it, surprisingly, like uh, you know, Alan Gordon or especially Bobby Wood. I think uh, Bobby Wood, the uh, Bundesliga two-based young forward, uh, former uh, U.S. under twenty forward. You know, he's someone that I think people are wondering, you know, what's that about? What made Jurgen? Put him on preliminary. So, and I tell you what, I think he could end up being on this team if uh, if certain things uh, break a certain way. You know, if Hercules Gomez is is not uh, fit or you know can't go, mm-hmm. I think. And now with Chris Wondolowski, I think he, you know he's nursing an injury as well. You know, you could see the youngster on there. And 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 I know a lot of people expected the Gold Cup team to be some young team where a lot of the you know young faces in in, in the pool that haven't had a chance with the senior with the full team. Would get their chance, but it's not quite going to be that kind of team. It's gonna, it's actually going to have quite a bit of veteran experience on it, uh, quite a few familiar faces. Who I think Clinton is going to give a chance with this tournament to show that they they still belong with the full squad, that they should, you know, that you know they're good enough still to contribute.
1: Well, especially in years past too. This Gold Cup is a little bit different, If for everyone doesn't understand have uh, decided that the winner of this Gold Cup will play the winner of the next Gold Cup for that Confederation spot. So the U.S. It's not like years past where the U.S. will maybe stick a, like you said, a younger squad out there. I mean, they have to win this Gold Cup because this is an opportunity to strike. When one, when Mexico's down, they're not going to have their best players because they just played in the Confederations Cup. So U.S. is a great opportunity to, to take that to, to 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 have a strong team to take the victory. Correct?
0: Right. Well, I mean, as 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 U.S. as most U.S. fans. Are aware uh, every you know the, the gold cups every two years at this point. So every four years you have the gold cup that gets you into the confederations cup. That's always been the case, and then every other one mm-hmm. would be the one where you know teams could maybe field a B team. At least that was a case in two thousand and uh, in two thousand nine. When the with, U.S. Uh, lost
1: five to zero, I think.
0: Right, I was there. Don't remind me. <laughs> it was ugly. It was here actually, not far from where I where I live at uh, Giant Stadium. Well, the old giant stadium. Uh, But, you know, so this time around it's the same situation where, uh, you know, the U.S. is not, you know, with World Cup qualifying having taken place in June, you're not going to have a full first team. You're not going to, as far as I I know, you're not going to have any regulars uh, on the Gold Cup team, especially not in the group stages. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you can add, you can make some roster changes once you're in the knockout round. So in that situation, maybe... Juergen Klinsmann calls on some guys to, to come in and, and close the deal, so to speak. But, you know, I think initially people thought, oh, this this is going to be a B team. This is going to be all these young players that I'm dying to see play. Uh, but it's not quite going to be that. because, And for the reason you mentioned, that now that, that uh, CONCACAF has made that change where if you win this Gold Cup, you can play the winner of the last Gold Cup, which is Mexico, and if you beat them in this one-off game, you're in the next Confederations Cup, which mm-hmm. is, what is it, 2017? I mean, man, we're, 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 uh, it's a long way away from now, but still, it means something. So there's something to play for there. So that's why, for that reason, and also for the fact that um, Klinsman's already brought in a lot of new blood into the team in qualifying. You know, he, there was a lot of turnover Obviously, you just have to look at the defense uh, with with Matt Beast or Norma Gonzalez. So he's already brought in a lot of young blood into the team. So that this so this B team is more about giving some older guys like Carlos Focanegra, Negra, and of course Landon Donovan a chance to show why they should still be on the senior team.
1: Also, some some guys, too, that we've seen in the past. Maybe a guy like Bedoya, opportunity. Edgar Castillo, great opportunity. I mean, Clarence Goodson, maybe he can redeem himself. Uh, some opportunities for some guys. I know you put on the web on your website a, uh, a projection for the U.S. men's national team roster. Before we go into maybe some names, um, do you see any guys that were with the U.S. for the World Cup qualifying games making this roster?
0: Well, obviously, Stuart Holden is one uh Klinsman let it be known before the before the whole uh June cycle started that Holden would be part of the Gold Cup team as well as the qualifying team I'd say Joe Corona as far as I know is is going to be on this team he's a good bet to be there he really didn't feature in the qualifiers and it's a little interesting because you know he we're talking about a player who really hasn't had much of a break at all he had the Mexican League season he had uh Uh, Libertadores uh, after the Mexican league season. And then he joined the team for qualifying. So he's been, you know, he's gotten a a little bit of a break here now, week or two since uh, the last qualifier, but you know, he's going to jump into the gold cup and then from the gold cup he's going to jump right into the Mexican league season. So, uh, you know, he's young though, you know, this is his perfect opportunity uh, to really uh, earn earn a, a, a bigger role with the national team. So I think he will be there. I think Edgar Castillo, his teammate, uh, will also be there. I mean, these are guys obviously who, you know, didn't have major minutes in uh, in the qualifiers, uh, if, you know, hardly any minutes. Uh, but so that's why this tournament is important for them to solidify their places on the depth chart.
1: If anyone wants to see that roster, they can go to, obviously, soccerbyivis.net. Uh, Ivis has the roster there. Well, you know Obviously, don't want to get into it too much because the, the roster will come out tomorrow. So I don't want to go into details of, oh, this guy is easy to start and blah, 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 because we'll be uh, wasting our breath if he doesn't make the team.
0: Well, we can talk about a few names because, you know, we all hear, you know, as far as reporters that on the beat, we all hear about players who are probably going to be on, who are going to be on, who are not going to be on. And, you know, some of us throw the names out as they come, and some of us kind of sit and wait. And uh, But we've already started to see some names come out. Grant Wall has uh, tweeted out that Landon Donovan and Jack McInerney are going to be on the, on the team. and
1: That should be ne- no surprise, though.
0: No, neither one of those is a surprise at all. I mean, those were pretty much as close to locks as you were going to get. Um, Tigress announced that Jose Torres is going to be on the team. Uh, And once again, not a surprise at all. None none of those are, you know, Landon Donner, and there was no way he was not going to be on this team. Uh, So, and and Jack McInerney, obviously, you know, one of the leading scorers in MLS, it it was a lock. It was a given he was going to be on the team. Uh, But, you know, obviously there's a few other names. Like we we talked about Bobby Wood, someone like Alan Gordon, Chris Wondolowski, who's hurt now. You just wonder what Klinsman is going to do there. Uh, and obviously I projected in my, in, in my projected roster, um, that Breck won't be on the team, which I think might surprise some people, but, you know, obviously he's had some issues with injuries, uh, or, you know, trying to fully recover, uh, from the foot injury that he, he you know, the surgery he had before he joined Stoke and, and kind of kept him on the sidelines at Stoke, uh, you know, right now might be the best time for him to go to Stoke, go to England and uh, get acquainted with his new manager. You know, Stoke City has a new manager there. Obviously, Tony Pulis is gone. And now you have Mark Hughes there, the former, uh, you know, Fulham slash QPR slash every team in England coach is now the coach at <laughs> Stoke City. So, you know, if you're Breck Shea, I think it's more important to 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 meet your new coach, get into training there with the team, and, and, and start earning your place there. Because, you know, ultimately, Jurgen Klinsmann's already seen plenty of Breck Shea, right? Breck Shea doesn't have to show him anything more important for brett shea is to get uh to earn himself a playing a role with stoke city because tell you what if he's not playing at stoke if he's not you know yeah. a regular at stoke city not it's not gonna matter you know what i mean like he's not he's not gonna stay in the mix he's not gonna be a part of the gold cup team i mean the world cup team next year well, plus know? we don't want to
1: see like a josie outdoor situation or, or a michael bradley where they sit on the bench for a while and they kind of disappear off the radar for a year or two
0: well, I mean, to be fair, I don't think Michael Bradley ever, uh, other than uh, Aston Villa. one stint at Aston Villa. I'm I mean, just saying, I, I, I'm just that's saying. A little, it's not really, it's apples and oranges. To, you can't really compare what Josie Altidore and Michael Bradley, uh, the, the situations they went through. Well, um, I'm talking but, just young you guys' know, development you don't, you don't they need want, to play.
1: What? I'm just but, talking young guys' development they need to play rather than obviously sit on the bench. Right. I mean, obviously, right, what I'm but, saying but, is 101 yeah. basic information, but still, you know. Yeah, you don't want to put those two together. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: you know, look. So that, that might surprise some people, but hey, you know what? At the, at the end of the day, you have wing options that are going to be on this team. So you have Landon Donovan, you have Alejandro Bedoya, Josh Joe, Corona, Joe Corona, Josh Gatt. Who, although, I'd say what, Josh Gatt's an interesting one because his team is going to be, uh, you know, even though they're having a horrible season now, Molde um, is going to be playing in, in Champions League, uh, playing in the qualifying rounds of Champions League, UEFA Champions League. So that could overlap with the Gold Cup. So maybe he's a player who maybe doesn't even get called in, but maybe gets called in for the group stage. And, then and, you know, so that way Clemson gets a good look at him. And then he leaves for the knockout rounds so he can join his team. I think he's in that situation. I believe mixed discrood might also be in that situation. So, you know, there's, there's some things to look at uh, when this roster is finally announced on Thursday.
1: When is it when the U.S. can uh, make changes to the roster? Is it after the group stage?
0: I believe it's after the group stage, and I tell you what, it's it, it's interesting. Uh, you can pretty much make a replacement from anyone that's on the preliminary roster. But I'm just curious if it, what like how is going to use that. I know some people have suggested, well, once the group stage uh, is over and the knockout rounds come, we'll go. You know, they'll go call on guys like Beesler and Gonzalez and uh, and those type uh, to, to to get in on the team. But I mean, I tell you, you know, look, if Carlos Bogenberg and Aguchi and Yebu, are the starting center backs in the group stages, and they play well. Are you really going to yank them and bring in a Geesler and, and 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 Gonzalez? I don't think I don't really see that happening. Uh, I do think maybe someone like a Brad Davis, uh, maybe someone like a Graham Zusi, you know, those type of guys could come in. But I, you know, I, I wonder. I don't know if we should necessarily assume that Klinsman is going to use those slots on the biggest name guys that are left to choose from. Because you know what, you, you if you have a team. That plays well if they if they crush it in the group stage, which they should. I mean, let's face it; they don't really have, you know, when you're talking about playing Belize and Cuba. I mean, how tough is it going to be, right? But I wonder, I wonder if if he's really going to shake it up that much and bring in big names when he he already has enough guys on this team, or he should have enough guys on his team to carry it all the way.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Ross, uh, you said roster comes out tomorrow. Also, uh, Will Johnson is headlining the Canadian national team. I'm excited to see how he'll do an international play.
0: Well, I mean, it's not like he's never played before. I mean, no, he's no, played no, for Canada he's... before. He's a solid player. Uh, but, you know, they, they're such a work Canada is such a work in progress. Uh, and it's interesting because, you know, they left a lot of bigger names off, obviously, like a Dwayne area and also some guys who are not in contract. Uh, with teams uh, so you know they they didn't want to take the risk of getting injured in gold cup play so it's unfortunate you know you want to see Canada at full strength see what they can do but obviously they're looking ahead now to 2018 so you know I I think the 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 thinking with with some of these selections clearly is you know we want to start looking ahead looking to the future trying to identify the next guys for the next generation and Will Johnson is going to be a key leader on that you know in that 2018 cycle you know, just at his age, mid twenties. You know, it's perfect. You know, perfect time for him, and he's obviously coming uh, into his own as a as a MVP caliber player now with Portland. So, you know, it's a perfect opportunity for him to 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 be a leader, be a captain once again, wear an armband. I think I think when you look at that squad, he should be he should be the captain.
1: Have you noticed? Speaking of De Rosario, have you noticed he kind of looks like Fred from Brazil?
0: <laughs> I'm serious.
1: I, I I'm serious. I, I keep looking at it. I, I'm convinced that he looks like him. Um, anyways, Ivis. Uh, the U.S., they kick off the Gold Cup roster against uh, Belize on July 9th. So uh, we'll obviously talk more about that as the time comes up, especially with the roster coming out. We'll break that down in the next show later this week. Uh, the U-20s had a very impressive showing against France. They had tied them one-to-one, much-improved side uh us with an unbelievable goal I believe in the 85th or 86th minute to tie that for the US and now the US has put themselves in a winner take all game against Ghana coming up right now um just an impressive result for the US Ivis
0: Okay let's let's get one thing straight right yes. it was it was a pretty believable goal it wasn't a bicycle but, kick from the top of the box he just you know it was in the area he latched onto it with a left. Foot.
1: Oh, what did I say? I blacked out right there. What did I say?
0: You, you called it unbelievable. Oh, I say so, every goal is unbelievable. I don't know well, why. I did. Well, I just wanted to. Po- it's funny. I wanted to point that out because you got a little. You got a little s- stick from some readers, some listeners. Oh yeah,
1: that guy called me an oh, RSL supporter. Yeah, I'm not an RSL, RSL fan. Jeez.
0: Well, look, I, look, uh, you know what? That I look. Listen, folks. He is not a, a RSL fan. But yes, when he calls a pretty simple goal unbelievable it does make you wonder i get that so i just want to clarify that folks he thinks every goal is unbelievable i do because he can't because he's so bad at soccer that anytime someone scores it impresses him.
1: oh yeah i'm pretty bad i had a breakaway in my co-ed game the other day and just i'm so horrible i'm horrible so when i see someone (laughs) else score i'm just like oh my god
0: that's hilarious yeah we need to get we need to get some like a video crew down to record you we should
1: dude. we're the best team ever teams called divas fc we're the best anyways moving on i go ahead talk about the game (laughs)
0: <laughs> which game were we talking about again? I don't know oh, which, which one do you
1: want to talk about?
0: <laughs> I don't know I don't want to talk about your game um, but listen the U-20s you got to give him credit they rebounded uh, from that ugly game against Spain and uh, Tom Ramos, I, I have to give him some credit you know he uh, you know I thought he'd have, I thought he'd make some changes uh, some wholesale changes but he didn't he actually only made one change and it was a pretty surprising change. He benched his captain Caleb Stanko and he let and he uh, brought in obviously Shane O'Neill who came off suspension. Uh, which was a uh, serious head turning move because, you know, I think most, um, I think 99.9% of U.S. fans would have expected J- Javantore to go to the bench, but he didn't. Uh, he started center back. He had a better game than he had against Spain, which obviously you couldn't do much worse than he did against Spain, but he held his own a bit. I mean, he played okay or at least much better than he did mm-hmm. against Spain. He did give up the penalty that that France scored on, even though it shouldn't have been a penalty. It was outside the area. But aside from him, you know, the team defensively uh, turned in a better performance. Um, Although, to be fair, credit credit to Cody Cropper, because he made several key saves to keep them in that game. I mean, let's face it, folks. France is a good team. I mean, when you have Paul Pogba on your team, a guy who plays for Juventus, a guy who was at Man United. Who Man United was upset to lose. I mean, the guy's quality, right? So they, they they have they have tons of talent, and for the U.S. to hold them off and actually get a point from that match, I mean, now you got to I mean, hats off to them. Hats off to Tab Ramos, who you know his the moves that he made or the I mean, and the moves that he didn't make for this second game. You, you got to say they they paid off.
1: It's going to be, imp- it's going to be important for the U.S. to show, uh, very well against Ghana. That game's going to be on Thursday against Ghana. Uh, it's winner take all. We'll advance to the next round for that. Also, very surprising, Ivis, is that Mexico's U-20s have been eliminated. They have now gone, uh, 0-2. I'm sorry. Well, two losses, excuse me. 0 and 2 Uh, in the U-20 World Cup. And I mean, Mexico soccer is just down right now. And I'm sure that makes every American soccer fan just so happy.
0: Well, I'll tell you, you know, if you think back, right? It's 2013 right now. Two years ago. Oh, yeah. Mexico was on top of the world, right? Mm-hmm. They, they crushed the U.S. In the, in the Gold Cup final. U-17s, you know, win the World Cup. A year later, they're winning the Olympics. It was like, what in the world? You know, Mexico is turning into a full-blown world powerhouse, right? They could do no wrong. Their manager, Chepo De La Torre, uh, can walk on water. Everything's perfect. And all of a sudden, I it, "Wow, this year it, it's all falling apart." It's like they made a deal with the devil to win the Olympics, and now that it's all coming back, you know, the it's all coming b- back around on them. Uh, but I tell you what, you know, they still have a lot of talent. I think they'll be okay. I mean, I don't know about the U twenty team. Obviously, they're they, they're they're in a world of hurt right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just I think I still think there's enough. I think there's too much talent in that pipeline for them to really, really fall apart. I mean, they've had this happen before in qualifying where they've struggled and where the team, it took a while to come around before they, they figured things out. I think they'll be okay. But listen, U.S. fans, if you want to enjoy it now, enjoy it now. Enjoy their misery because there's no guarantee it's going to keep going.
1: Okay. I mean, look at it. Look at us. American soccer fans, what, three months ago, Ibis, we were ready to jump off the cliff?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's, it's not, an up and
1: down roller coaster. It's always been.
0: well, even a year ago, a year ago with the Olympic qualifying tournament. I mean, people were yeah. absolutely, you know, going insane. So, uh you know, everything things change quickly uh, in the world of soccer. And and you know, Jurgen Klinsmann six months ago, a lot of people were kind of like, "What is is he is what is, is he the right guy? What is he doing?" And now he and now he's the man. Now he's the king of the <laughs> block and. Uh, He's running everything, and he can do no wrong. So it's just uh, it just shows you how quickly things can turn.
1: Uh, Tonight, slash Wednesday, uh, the U.S. Open Cup is going to be played. Uh, it's, we are in the quarterfinal round. Uh, two lower division teams left. That's Orlando City taking on Chicago Fire. Uh, Carolina Railhawks taking on Y'all Salt Lake.
0: These two teams that are still— Orlando City, you know, as much as the Chicago Fire have one of the best track records in the Open Cup mm-hmm. in history— uh, Orlando City definitely has a chance. You know, they, they, they've shown already now. They've beaten MLS competition. Uh, they can play. They're going to have their full allotment of guys back. They're going to have the, the sporting Kansas City lonies back. Dom Dwyer Ooh. is going to be there. So, uh, you know, that Chicago is going to be in for a tough test. But, again, the Fire, one of the hottest teams in the league right now, they, they've really turned it on since Mike McGee came and since Bakari Sumari uh, came in and solidified their defense. So you gotta like their chances especially at home um, and, and as far as the, the other matchup Carolina Carolina uh, is in a, in a bit of a tough one you know because uh, Real Soul Lake as much as Rizo Lake has been pl- uh, playing down to the level of their competition and making things tougher maybe than Jason Christ would like them to be. I think Lake Lake's gonna put it together here. Um, I think they're too good a team um, and, and as much as Carolina no, nothing against Carolina because you know they, they've they've obviously shown they've got they have quality. Uh, as well but you know i, I think uh, i think the mls teams are gonna take care of business this round
1: i, I agree with you on that i'm excited for this fc dallas portland timbers game
0: well that's the obviously for me i mean that's the game of the round because you're talking i mean portland's like this runaway train right now that just nothing can stop and nothing can get in the, in the way of i mean we're talking 17 game unbeaten streak in all competitions i mean they haven't lost since early march i mean that's crazy three and a half months they haven't lost and uh now it's a little tricky. Now you're talking about a midweek game traveling to Dallas. Uh it, you know, it's gonna be a really good test for them to, to you know to see what, what Caleb Porter can do. You know, I, I feel like Port- well, Portland's played Dallas twice in the past, you know, month or or however long it's been. And and I I think they've been the better better team both times that they've played each other. Obviously, they just beat them recently. Uh, but I think Dallas is going to be up for this one. Uh, you know, they are going to be at home. They're going to have some little momentum coming off of that comeback draw against F, against Sporting Kansas City. That that uh, you know stoppage time uh, you know heartbreaker for Sporting KC. But it's going to be a good one. And uh, I don't even know. I don't what's the, let's see what, what's the TV situation on that one. I don't know if they're even showing it. Unfortunately, well, I tell you what, if there's a stream anywhere, we'll be watching it because I'm sure it's going to be a great one.
1: I'm sure you can find a stream online somewhere, <clears throat> whether it's legal or not.
0: Are there legal streams?
1: Uh, Probably. Hold on, I'm looking right here. I don't think any of the Open Cup games are on. No, none of them are on MLS Live, but maybe on the websites. I, I know some of the teams that put it on their websites, so maybe they'll put pretty, it on their websites. I'm
0: pretty sure the, the Chicago, Orlando City one, I'm pretty sure is streaming, and I'm pretty sure the D.C. New England one is streaming.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be fun. U.S. Open Cup is tonight. Uh, in American Abroad News, Danny Williams is heading over to Reading. Everyone say it with me. Reading, not Reading, because I'm sure everyone's going to start saying Reading. <laughs> it's Reading. Uh, reading, however, got uh, relegated this past season in the EPL. They're back down to the second division. Um, I mean, he, when he was with Hoffenheim this past year, they avoided relegation and stayed in the Bundesliga, but now, I mean, he's going down to the second division in England. What do you make of this move, Ivys?
0: Well, look, Reading's a good team, right? I mean, I know they got relegated, but they're a team that. You know, you you, you want to think that they're going to be one of those teams that really challenges to get right back up and, and get back in the in the Premier League next year. Uh, you know, for someone like Williams, who you know he's been at Hoffenheim a couple of years, um, he did get a decent amount of playing time, but toward the end, you know, he, he struggled a bit for games at Hoffenheim. So I mean, it looked like he was a little out of favor there. So you know, if, if with his future kind of cloudy, there wasn't really a point for him to stay. And, uh, you know, people get, I think, caught up a little too much in the first division, second division thing. Because when you're talking about different countries, I think Bundesliga 2 is not the same as the, as the, the Premier League, champ- the league championship. You know, they're both second divisions, but I think the league championship is a much stronger league, uh, significantly stronger. And there's more money there. So, you know, he, you could argue that a team like Reading is going to pay Danny Williams as much, if not more, than a lower-end Bundesliga team. So I'm sure money had its part to play, but I also think, you know, if you're Danny Williams, you want this new experience, you know, you you become a part of the U.S. national team, mm-hmm. you know, you want to experience different things, you want to get out of Germany, and, uh, and, and what better place to go than, than England, where, you know, you're on a team that has a chance to play itself back up into the Premier League, and who knows, in a year, a year from now, you could be, I mean, if you think about it, you know, if he, if he gets regular playing time, that's the key, too, in a World Cup year regular playing time is 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 as important as anything right so if if you're Denny Williams and you you the World Cup is your dream then you know maybe you take that chance and you go to a lower lower division to ensure yourself a full year of games and also have that chance to get promoted in a year so you know I, I know some people might have knocked the move and thought hey why doesn't he stay in the Bundesliga or, or, or Premier League team and you know what hey, I'm sure he would have gone there if those were the options or but get playing time. I, Right, but I think playing time is key, and I think Redding. I'm sure he's getting paid well. Getting paid well, and I also think he sees the opportunity to move back up in the year.
1: Yeah, and hopefully he will get playing time. There's actually a lot of Americans down the championship in England. You have Holden Arena at Bolton, Lehigh at Forest. You have a uh, Specter and Packwood at Birmingham. I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting someone else. So a lot of Americans at the championship this year, and a lot of them are going to be with teams that are going to be fighting for promotion this year too. It's going to be exciting, right. actually.
0: It's going to be it's going to be a good race. Yeah. And I tell you what, the one thing about the league championship. That by, that like you know you kind of wish it was the things were different is that since in England you have the Premier League right and, and and that's the top dog it's what everyone cares about everyone watches you just can't get League Championship games in the U.S. on television I know some of them I, I think B in Sport might have have some games but you, you just can't find them like you can't even find streams of these games so that for me that's that's an area where you kind of like wish that you know that that were a little different that. Maybe they showed more of those games on television, and hopefully that changes. Hopefully uh, for next season, uh, you know, people start figuring out, figuring out that there is an audience for these games, and, and hopefully someone starts putting them online.
1: Yeah, the uh, extra attention from the American soccer fan this, uh, this next season with the, uh, like you said, league championship. Ives, let's, uh, let's keep talking about uh, European soccer. Let's move over to more international stages. Let's move away from the Americans. Uh, your boy, Carlos Tevez, is going over to uh, Juventus. What do you think of that?
0: Well, I think it's a good move for for Juve. Obviously, they, they've had a pretty good uh, summer when it when it comes to some of the pickups that they've made. But for Man City, you got to be pretty happy that you're you know, able to not only unload a player that you know you, you didn't figure in your plans, but also you know you're going to save some money now to be able to go keep going after some of the bigger name players that they're trying to get. Someone like Isco, who you know is supposed to leave, Ma- will leave Malaga, but the question is, will he go to Real Madrid? Uh, will he go to City? Uh, you, the, the city is going to buy a big name player at some point this summer and selling Tevez is a, a big step toward that. It'll help them uh, recoup some of that money not that you know not that they're struggling for money at city, but I think when you talk about financial fair play and all that, you know I think they have to kind of be a little better about balancing their books.
1: PSG has hired a new manager after Carlo and Chilotti has moved over to Real Madrid. PSG has hired Laurent Blanc. What do you think of these moves, Ivis?
0: Oh, both good managers. Uh, the Lauren Blanc one was a little interesting because I mean, you know, he's nothing against some good credentials, but PSG was in in a bit of a scramble mode, uh, you know, trying to find a a manager to step in there. I know there was talk of Arsene Wenger, and there's still talk that Wenger might come next year, uh, but you just think, you know, with the talent there, the quality, I mean, it's a little surprising that they had as tough a time as they did uh, to find a replacement. Uh, for Ancelotti. And, uh, but, and, again, at Real Madrid, Ancelotti is an interesting one because, you know, at Chelsea, uh, you know, you feel like he, he got a bit of a bun rap. Um, and, obviously, he did what he did at, at AC Milan. So he, the track record's there. The guy's one of the better managers, one of the more underrated managers. He, he's, not, he's not as flashy as a Mourinho. So maybe he doesn't get the, the credit that he deserves. But I think he should... And be able to do an excellent job at Real Madrid.
1: Well, especially with these big clubs, I mean, they have the money to spend if they make mistakes.
0: You're right, but, but I think nowadays with the far, with financial fair play and teams now are you know they're going to have to rein in a little bit. They're going to have to be smarter about the moves that they make. So I think managers are going to become even that much more important.
1: Uh, Arsenal's going out and trying to make a big signing. Uh, they're going to be trying to bring in. Real Madrid striker Gonzalo Higuain. Do you think Arsenal will be able to do this, Ivis?
0: Well, it's been it's been in the headlines for so long now that you'd be shocked if it didn't happen. Uh, I think he, you know, he's he's a good forward. He he's an upgrade, obviously, for them. Uh, so, if if you're an Arsenal fan, I think you have to be happy that finally, finally, a big name comes in as opposed to goes out. Although I know there's been talk a, a while now about a possible Wayne Rooney to Arsenal move. Oh, I, I don't hope, know. If I that's hope that gonna happen. I, I
1: hope that happens. I hope that happens so bad. <laughs> I'm serious. I really do. I think if Arsenal can get Wayne Rooney, I really think that they could maybe compete for the uh, for the title. Yeah, I
0: don't know about the title. I think it would help them, but I don't. I, I don't. I just don't see it happening as much as people, as much as fans of Special One TV would love the idea of Wayne Rooney and Arsene Wenger <laughs> working together. I don't know if that. I, I don't think that's happening. I think that's a that's one of those headline writer uh, fantasies that that happens in England quite a bit.
1: What's going to happen with guys like Podolski and Giroud on Arsenal? I mean, are they going to have to dump them with, with if they sign Higuain? Well,
0: look. Well, I mean, you, you need more than two forwards. Uh, more than two forwards to, to compete on multiple fronts when you're talking about Champions League, when you're talking about the Premier League and the cup competitions. So depth is never a bad thing. Uh, and you know what? If you can go get an Iguain, you get an Iguain. I mean, you're not going to sit there and say, "Well, we have a Louis Giroux, so we're good." No, <laughs> not if you're not if you have aspirations beyond just barely making it to the Champions League. So I think that he's an upgrade, and you get him if you can.
1: All right, Davis. Let's now move on to the SBI Q and A. As always, we appreciate everyone uh, giving us questions. We, we 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 love it when you guys do. Uh, first question comes from Andrew Winter. At winner underscore MLS, here's the question I have is, what does on international future look like? Would he ever be called back up to the national team?
0: Well, I think that could happen on Thursday, actually. Uh, I think it's a it's a good bet he will be on this Gold Cup roster. And if he's on the team, I think he's going to play. Um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, look, he hasn't gotten much playing time lately, the last couple of years, no, no doubt about it. But the fact remains, he has been on some pretty good teams. Um, so, you know, he's getting paid, obviously. But also, these teams, you know, think enough of him to keep signing him to deals. So, uh, I don't think people should assume that he's completely uh, useless or, or, or he can't contribute uh, on the international level because he's not playing games. Uh, this is going to be for me. It's going to be a huge year for him uh, between now and the World Cup for him to go somewhere and and get regular playing time. Because if he wants to be in the World Cup, and I I don't know what his goals are. But if he wants to be back in the World Cup for 2014, he's got to go somewhere and get some playing time. Um, that said, I think he's going to be a part of this Gold Cup team, and I think Klinsman's going to give him every opportunity to show what he can do. Uh, so I think he's going to be one of those key players to watch uh, in the Gold Cup. And But I tell you what, if he's not on that roster, then you could pretty much write him off. I think at, at that point you could say, okay, he's, he's out of the mix. He's done. But I personally think he's going to get called up.
1: Uh, next question comes from Zach the five two, he's at the Zach 5 2. Question is most likely to represent US men's national team someday. Nagby, Alonzo, Zakawani, cleverly, Fagundes, or Johansson?
0: <laughs> uh, most likely out of that list to play for the US. I probably have to go Nagby, Donovan Nagby, just because of his age and the fact that he's already on track to to get his eligibility. Uh, I mean his well, his US citizenship. Uh, he's married now uh, to an American, and and you know he, he and he's also a quality player. You know he's developing, he's, he's playing really well under Caleb Porter. So I think he's the most realistic one. All these other guys, uh, you know, are still kind of question marks. You know, Fagunes is not eligible yet. Johansson seems to be on the fence. Although uh, Johansson is an interesting one because if he did, if he changes his mind, if he just wakes up one day and says I want to play for the U.S., then it can happen. Uh, but aside from that, I, I, for some reason, I don't, I don't think he'll play there. Alonzo is is a tough one. I know folks in Seattle think, hey, he should be on the U.S. team. He could help the U.S. team. Cuba has to let him go. Cuba has to, I think, sign a. As far as I know, they have to sign a waiver or, or you know allow him to to go play for the U.S. because he's already played for Cuba. I just don't see that happening. I really don't. So since that's not going to happen, sorry, folks. I just don't see Alonzo playing for the U.S. ever.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I, I, I mean, I wish Cuba would sign that. It'd be awesome to see him in a U.S. jersey. Next question comes from Saul Silver. Which team do you think will end the Timbers' 15 game unbeaten streak? I'll answer that. No one. What do you think, Ivis?
0: <laughs> what they're gonna go unbeaten all the way to the MLS Cup final? Yes. Uh, that's a tough one. I'll tell you what. As far as uh, when you talk about they could, it could it could, break, it could be snapped uh, Wednesday night tonight in Dallas in the Open Cup. If we're talking about MLS play. I think the best bet or or the team most likely to do that anytime soon would probably be the Galaxy when they visit Portland uh, on July 13th. If they don't do it, uh, I tell you what, the Timbers could keep rolling uh, into August uh, when they have a really good uh, stretch of games uh, mid and late August. They play FC Dallas, Real Salt Lake, and then they go to Seattle. And I tell you what, if they go to Seattle unbeaten, they will have broken the record, uh, the MLS record, for longest uh, unbeaten streak. But I I just I – tell you what, if they go to Seattle with a streak like that, uh, I think the Sounders – I think they're going to do everything in their power to break it. So it, it could not it, – it could go all the way to Seattle. It could go. And if it does, even if they lose that game, I mean, they're still going to have the record – you're still going to have to give your, tip your hat to, to Kayla Porter for the job he's done there. And you're still going to have to have them as a serious title contender.
1: Uh, next question comes from Mario Romilo, R- Romilio, I think, Romilio. Uh, question is, what's uh, New York Red Bulls' biggest need, strong center back to replace slash backup, speedy wingers, a good number 10, a quality striker, question mark?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes to which one? All of the above. How about D? No, no. I mean, let's face it, I, you know, Everyone would love to have a great backup center back, but it's not, it's not easy to do, uh, in a salary cap league. Uh, wingers, yes, they could use a little more effective wing play. No doubt about it. Uh, Janino, well, when you talk about a number 10, I mean, Janino is supposed to be a playmaker for you. He's still kind of, uh, you know, working out the kinks. Uh, he shows flashes. He shows quality here and there. Uh, if you're talking about a DP player, most likely it would be a playmaker, I'd say. Playmaker or striker. So, I think when you look at, at all those positions positions you suggested, I think the most likely to be filled is either a playmaker or a striker to partner with Terry Henry. Um, I, I don't know if they've been happy necessarily with any of the strike options that they've had alongside Henry. Espindola's uh, had his moments. Uh, Le, Le, Peggy Leendola is. I don't know. I'm not. I, I haven't seen a ton from him. I, I think that's an area where you can go. And, and here's a name for you. Just random. I haven't heard anything official or anything like that, but just a name for you of a player who is available. David Trezeguet, who Terry Henry knows really well and who is currently out of a job. Uh, you know, they obviously, you know, have won titles with France together. Uh he might be someone to think about. You know, just uh, just a name for you.
1: Bum 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 bum. Have, always breaking news on the show.
0: <laughs> that is not news, folks. That is just a suggestion.
1: Um that last question comes from Carlos Travino. Uh, what new faces might we see next qualifying game for the U.S. Men's National Team?
0: Well, when you say new, do you mean never really has played for the U.S. Or do you know. mean why are you asking me? I didn't ask the question. I know. I'm just I'm setting myself up here. Relax. I would say this: Landon Donovan for me, I think is going to be starting in Costa Rica. I think he's going to have a great Gold Cup, reestablish himself. You're going to see Landon Donovan on the left wing, Xuzi on the right wing, Fabian Johnson at left back. I see that happening. As far as like new new faces, uh, guys who really haven't been in the mix under Klinsmann, um, that's a little tougher one. That's a you know it's gonna be someone who shows well in the Gold Cup. Um, I think I think Alejandro Bedoya. I think he's someone who could maybe have a breakout Gold Cup and and could show himself to be a viable option in the midfield. So I think those are two guys that. I could definitely see being in Costa Rica in September.
1: Well, I was that wraps up the Q&A and that wraps up the show today. How, how do you how do you feel about the Wednesday show, man?
0: I like it. I like it. I think we can uh I like the little sl- slightly shorter program and uh Oh yeah, it's not it's not shorter we'll, by the way. A little shorter. We're yeah. going to be under an hour, which is is, is an accomplishment. Yeah. But uh no, nah, I think I think we'll be all right. I think uh, you know, hopefully we can, as long as we can find the time in our busy schedules, we'll we'll keep cranking them out and and just make sure, you, folks, that you keep in listening, you keep giving us ratings, and you spread the word. You let all your friends know the best show out there is the SBI show and that everyone should listen.
1: And the best-looking hosts are on the SBI show, too, right?
0: I won't go that far, but <laughs> we, 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 we are the best show. Best I'll, best I'll, hosts,
1: best-looking hosts, best hair. Come on, I we, we we should start marketing ourselves like that.
0: <laughs> I
1: don't know how far we'll get. I'll get pretty far. I don't know about you. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> Details. I think all you.
0: Some, I think someone needs to clean the mirrors at your house, man, because you're a, uh, you're a little, uh, you're a little off base.
1: <laughs> that hurts. That really hurts. <laughs> that really hurts. Ivis, sh- oh, you have a good rest of the week, man.
0: You too, man. We'll be right back at it. We'll, yes. Uh, Thursday night, Friday morning. We'll uh, we'll have the next episode.
1: Yeah. For everyone wondering what the schedule is, the schedule from now on will be show Monday, show Wednesday, show Friday. That's what Ivis and I are going to try to do for the rest of uh, I don't know for as much as our contract lasts. I don't know how long is our contract with each other, Ivis, the blood contract that we signed. <laughs>
0: uh, after the World Cup.
1: <laughs> this guy, Ivis, have a good rest of the week
0: you too man enjoy Dallas
1: thank you man I will and uh, everyone else have a good rest of the week Iverson and I will be back again on Friday thank you for listening to the SBI show